Hey, this is Ralph Dart here, and I'm the pastor of The Bridge. I hope that this episode not only inspires you, but teaches you something that you can incorporate into your everyday life. So kick back, relax, as we welcome you to the other side. Hey, this is Ralph Dart here, and I'm the pastor of The Bridge. I hope that this episode not only inspires you, but teaches you something that you can incorporate into your everyday life. So kick back, relax, as we welcome you to the other side. We're still in our uh, we're we're still in our desires and destiny series. Thank you guys so much. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Uh, can we clap for our, our band and our worship team? They're like the best ever. The best ever. Just stay right there for me, um, and uh, just you know keep moving around on the keys a little bit. Just give me that atmosphere. Um, but uh, we're still in our desires and destiny series. I started this um, the week before last week. Um, just in this month of february or this there's this month of love where everybody wants to get real close to each other and we forget the spiritual aspects of love and the spiritual implications of being with somebody or um being real intimate with somebody um at a young age and even before marriage and so tonight uh god gave me a title that i'd like to speak on tonight and i've uh, coined this sermon that damn devil I want you to turn to somebody and say, that damn devil. Come on, turn to somebody and say, that damn devil. Listen, tonight is about to be an aggressive service, and we're about to come after every single enemy, every single plan, every single attack of the enemy of your life. I believe that the enemy's been working overtime on your life, on my life, and so tonight we're changing that narrative. Come on, we're changing that narrative where we're going to be on the offensive tonight, actually, and not on the defensive. I feel like sometimes we're always on the defensive side where we're just sitting there allowing the enemy to toil with our lives, but tonight we're actually going to be on the offensive, and so that day damn devil is in trouble tonight. I don't know if I have anybody who's with me right now, but that damn devil, we're coming after you with the power of God tonight. That damn devil, we're coming after you with everything that we've got because you've been messing around with us for too long. I've coined this title, that damn devil. Actually, just hold off on me. I feel like preaching tonight. Can I preach to you? I I don't want to teach, man. You put me in that mood. I'm going to teach. I'm going to speak all calm, but I want to preach to you. And so we find ourselves tonight um, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 in the NLT version. And uh, I want you just to stay glued to this message, stay alert, and um, stay uh, active. Uh, We're in a service where we don't want to sit on our voice. We don't want to sit on uh, being active in the service. And so the Word of God says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8. Can we read this together, if you don't mind? 1, 2 and go it says stay alert watch out for your great enemy the devil he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour let's take that one again from the very very top one two and go stay alert watch out for your great enemy the devil he prowls around like a lion like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour i want you to understand this tonight that we're in a great war We're in a war. We're in a war against the kingdom of darkness. We're in the war against the devil. We're in the war against the enemy. Listen, I want you to understand that ever since you were born, there has been the enemy on the in in the kingdom of darkness trying to work overtime on your life. 
from the day you've been born, if you go back, you'll wonder why is it that I almost died in that car accident? I don't know if there's anybody like that, but why is it that I almost even, uh, why is that I almost even died at home? Why is that I got so sick that one time? Why is it that this happened? This thing in my memory doesn't make no sense. I, I don't remember, I don't understand why I, I went through this, why I went through that. Listen, the enemy has been after you since you were conceived and born. The word of God says in Jeremiah, it says that, listen, before you were born, I knew you. God knew you. That means that also when you came out of your mother's womb, the devil knew you. The devil said, listen, there's somebody who's going to do damage to my kingdom. And so I need to fight against them from their birth. We're in a war against the enemy. We're in a war. Every single day of our lives, we're fighting against the powers of darkness. We're fighting against the enemy. We're fighting against the kingdom of darkness because the kingdom of darkness is against your destiny. God has predestined you. He's, he's already written out the plan of your life. He's already said that, you know, you're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a lawyer. You're going to marry a very, very prominent man or woman. You're going to have great kids. But because that, that is what the plan of God is for your life, the enemy wants to frustrate you the enemy wants to fight against you the devil wants to fight against you to prevent those things from happening we're in a war every single day of our lives we're in a war against the enemy I remember when I was younger uh, I used to live in Toronto and uh, every single summer I would be my brother and my cousin my older cousin and we had one motive that one uh, that, that one summer we had one motive that entire summer and that motive was literally to get as much money as we could in order to go to this place called barbecue city they had like the best barbecue chicken they had the best poutine in the area it was Rexdale and so literally every Every single day of the summer, we'd be going out trying to literally find some money from anybody, any auntie, any uncle. We, you know, we'd get real cute, dress real nice, try to look real fresh, go to them. You know, we, we already practiced our pitch, how we're going to get the money from them. And so we'd go to them uh, literally every single day, whoever we find around to honestly get some money. I think it was like five bucks just to get like one poutine and like one piece of chicken. Like we'd go through so much trouble just to get like one poutine and one piece of chicken. And. Uh, we had uh, aunties and uncles who literally had a business in a plaza that was nearby our house that we were staying in. And so what we would do is we would literally get all dressed, look all fresh, leave the house, practice our pitch, and we'd try because we'd know that they had a shop, a barber shop, and also like an African food market uh, in that plaza. And so we knew that they always had money. Like literally, they always had money. You know those uncles and aunties who literally always have money, like after church, go to them, can I get some money from McDonald's? Back in the day, we used to do that so much um literally those aunties and uncles can i get some money for some patties i need to get some sweets can i get some of this and they always just give you some money and so we had a couple of those back in the day and literally in order to get from our house to the plaza we'd have to cross a major intersection like literally an intersection on both sides where there would be trucks coming through there'll be big cars coming through like 80 miles per hour and you find myself and my brother and uh, my cousin we're like seven years old seven eight and like 11 and our, my, our older cousins he's like yeah don't worry like let's go over let's cross the street let's go over uh, to that plaza I know they have money for us and so every single day of that summer we you know just scheme try to get there 
and uh, we'd leave our house, we'd walk over, we'd walk over, and uh, we'd see the main intersection, and uh, we'd see where the traffic lights are, but the traffic lights were a bit further down, and so, you know, we didn't want to go all the way and walk down to the traffic lights, like, that's just too far. So what we would do is we would literally jaywalk that major road, that major intersection, cars, trucks going back and forth on both sides, like bear cars coming on this side, bear cars coming on the other side, and we literally try to cross over. And um, I remember there was this one time where my cousin and my brother and I, we were trying to cross over, and literally, like, I was, like, this close to being hit by a car, like, this close, like, this, like, so, so, so close to being hit by a car. I think what had happened was I crossed over um, the first road, and then there was an island, but to get over to the other side, I don't know what happened. I think they left and ran before me. Man, those people, they almost, they tried to kill me. They left me, and they're like, I thought you were running, too. Like, they look back, and I'm still there, and so I try to, like, run through and come and all of a sudden like there's a car just zooming right past cars honking cars honking and I'm like golly like I didn't even I wasn't even conscious like I think like when I turned like 15 I became conscious and I was like damn I actually almost died when I was like seven years old um and, and what I realized today while preparing for this message is that the enemy has had his eye on my destiny from such a young age I, listen, I almost died that day. Some of you, you're here by the grace and the goodness of God because you've almost died multiple times. You didn't even know it. There's been something on your destiny that the enemy is afraid of. And so he's been working over time, literally, on your destiny. Even sometimes the enemy would make you make foolish decisions, foolish decisions, foolish decisions, foolish decisions just to try to trip you up so that you'll make a mistake and not reach your actual destiny in life. Foolish decisions. You know you shouldn't be talking to that person. You go and talk to them. You know that you shouldn't be uh, alone past a certain time with another sex, but you're with them. And the enemy makes us make foolish decisions because he wants you to brick before you reach your destiny. The enemy has his eye on you because we're in a war. I want you to understand that. And I want you to understand this as well, that the enemy has been in, 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 uh, in, um, in war with us from a, such a young age. Why is that so? You're asking. Why is that so? Why is it that the enemy doesn't like me? And I, I believe that someone's deliverance is in this right now. That, listen, not everybody likes you. I want that to sink in a little bit. Because some of us think that every single person, just because we're cute, because we, you know, we, we, we dress nice, and we have all the cool clothes, and we have our hair done, and we have our waves and our do-rags and all them things done, and, uh, and we look fly, that everybody likes you. But I believe that someone's deliverance is in this, is, is in this right now, that not everybody likes you. When you. Those periods when you're by yourself, and those thoughts of depression, those thoughts of suicide, those thoughts of sexual immorality come into your mind, that is when the enemy tries to creep into your life to work overtime on you. The Bible says to stay alert. To stay alert. Why? Because you need to understand that there is a great enemy that is coming for you. It says that the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion. The enemy goes around to your house. He goes around to your bedroom. He goes around to your school. He goes around all over the place just trying to see which area of weakness can I exploit in order to derail you from your destiny. Which bondage, which chain can I abuse in order to affect your destiny? In order to literally just pull away from God? What can I do to upset you? What can I do to frustrate your destiny? There is a great enemy that is going around looking how he can destroy 
your destiny through your weakness. We get too relaxed by that damn devil. We get too relaxed. We get too lax. We just allow things to happen and we get way too comfortable. We get way too comfortable with the enemy just moving around. We put our guard down. We literally allow him to creep in through various aspects of our lives. Various places where we have literally made certain idols in our lives. The idols of sports. The idols of basketball. The idol of even just looking nice all the time. The idol of always having to have clout. Always having to have people like your stuff on IG. Always having to have people snap back. Those idols of trying to portray as if your life is blessed. Even though it's not blessed. The enemy tries to exploit those weaknesses that we have as a generation. We literally try to, he, we, we put our guard down and he literally tries to exploit our weaknesses, some weaknesses that we're trying to get over. The weaknesses of lust, the weaknesses of sexual immorality, the weaknesses of pornography. He literally convinces us that it's just, you know, it's just one time doing this one thing won't hurt. It's, you know, having my laptop open late night, going to that website won't hurt. Talking to that person, getting news on Snap won't hurt. We literally try and, and just literally normalize all the things that you know aren't right. The enemy creeps into your destiny through your desires, through your weaknesses, through your fleshly desires. He literally tries to make you justify your sin. Listen, when you try to justify your sin, you become deaf to the voice of God and you become numb to the warnings of the Holy Spirit. I don't know if I'm talking to anybody today. I'm coming for your house today. I know this word. I know I won't get no help with this word, but that's fine. I came here to preach the thus saith the Lord. I don't know. I, I feel as though I'm, I'm preaching to, to just a couple people today, but that's fine. I know that this word is going deep. Listen, the devil will try to make you justify your sin. It's okay to swear. It's okay to drink. It's okay to smoke. It's okay to have sex. It's okay to have, you know, intimacy with somebody else before marriage. It's okay. Listen, when he, uh, what he caused you to justify your sin you I'll say it again you honestly become you come numb to the leanings and the, the warnings of the Holy Spirit and you can't hear what God is saying when God tries to warn you don't do that don't do that because you've ignored his warnings so many times you literally become numb to the feeling of God speaking to you you become deaf to the voice of God. You can't hear when he's speaking to you, when he's trying to tell you don't do that. You can't hear anymore because you've literally snoozed his alarm multiple times. The same way you snooze your alarm in the morning, we literally snooze the voice of God. You snooze the, 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 the warnings of the Holy Spirit because of your youthful lust and your desires that you want. The enemy creeps in through those places. Through those places where there's access points, he knows that when you come to church, he can't touch you. But when you leave and then you have time to yourself and then he creeps in and he creeps in with this person and he creeps in with that distraction and he keeps in with that website and he creeps in with that feeling and he creeps in with all these little things and then it adds up to something big and then at the end of, and then at the end of it all, you understand and you know, listen, I, I'm just in such a bad place. I'm so far from God. How did I even get there? It's because you literally snooze the voice of the Holy Spirit. I want you to understand this, that you have to realize that sexual immorality is not of God. We're in a generation where we honestly like to pamper our flesh, 
We like to pamper how we feel. We like to pamper our body, our feelings. We like to feel good. We know that our friends said that this feels blessed, so let's try this. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try this with that person. Oh, she's blessed. Okay, I'm going to try that. Listen, sexual immorality is not of God, but the devil will always try to justify the sin. I want you to understand this, that even though you might not even be with somebody, even if you're having a, a, a sexual immorality with yourself, even though you're, you're pleasuring yourself, it's still not of God. What it does is it frustrates your destiny because when you get married, you won't even be satisfied by your wife because you've been exposed to so much before that wedding day. Sexual immorality is not of God. Pornography is not of God. We have to be a people. We have to be a generation who will live holy, who will live pure, who will say, God, I'm saying no to my flesh. I'm saying no to my body. I'm saying no to how I feel like I'm going after the glory. I'm going after purity. I'm going after holiness. I'm going after righteous living. I'm going after your heart, God. Do you not realize in 1 Corinthians 6 verses 9 to 10, don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves, those who indulge in sexual sin or who worship idols, the idols of, uh, of Naruto, the idols of Netflix, the idols of feeling blessed, of looking good, the idols of having clout, the idols of having a sick social status. If you worship those idols or commit adultery or are male prostitutes or practice homosexuality, yes, I said practice homosexuality or lesbianism, do not know or thieves or greedy people or drunkards or who are abusive or cheap people none of these will inherit the kingdom of God it's not okay to live how you want to live you have to live according to what the Bible says and the Bible says that those who have a pure heart and have clean hands will see me we can't be saying that I want to know who Jesus is I, I, want, I want to go after the glory. I want to go after power. I want to prophesy. I want to do all these things. We can't be saying these things, but acting a different way. That's why sometimes people break up because they say that, listen, words aren't enough. I need your actions to go with it. Well, listen, we say all these nice things to God, but our actions are completely opposite to what we're saying to him. I, I know I don't have a church in here today. Listen, our, our, our actions are literally contrary to what God is telling us to do. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 18 says, run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Your own body. You're sinning against your own body. Trying to feel yourself up. Trying to touch yourself up. You're sinning against your own body. God did not ordain you for that lifestyle. God wants you to be pure and holy, pure and acceptable before him. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. We can't come here and worship God and preach and prophesy and minister and love people and come to church, but then leave here and go back and commit sexual sin against our own bodies or with somebody else. It's literally contrary to the word of God. You're messing up your destiny, your desires, your weaknesses. The enemy is working overtime to exploit those weaknesses. You can't do that type of stuff. You find yourself 
so delayed from what God wants to do in your life. You'll be like literally two years back from what God wants to do in your life. You're supposed to be so far in God, but because of the fact that you can't get over yourself, you can't get over your desires, you can't get over your weaknesses, you are literally so far back from where God wants you to be. I want you to write this down, and I want you to, 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 to understand this, that the Word of God says to run from sexual sin. How do I get over the feeling of wanting to be with somebody? How do I get over the feeling of wanting to touch myself? How do I get over the feeling of wanting to pleasure my body? The Word of God says to run from sexual sin. Shout run! Shout run! He says run from sexual sin. Point number one, running is your best option. Write that down. Running is your best option. The Word of God says that you don't belong to yourself, but you belong to God. That means that your body is the property of God. That means that your mind is a temple of the Holy Spirit. That means that your mind belongs to God. Your soul belongs to God. The music that you listen to, the people that you hang out with, the words that you hear, anything that comes into your body, what your eyes see, what your ears hear, those all belong to God because your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. You belong to God. How do I get over it? Run! This week, somebody messaged me, said, uh, can we still be friends? Can we have friends with benefits? And I said, are you crazy? I know some of y'all will be like, oh, you want to be friends with benefits? Oh, no problem. Listen, we're in a war. The enemy is after your life. The enemy is after your destiny. The enemy is after you. So slid into my, my, my snap, said, listen, can we still be friends with benefits? I said, Get thee behind me, Satan. I said, get thee behind me, Satan. Sometimes you got to say, get thee behind me, Satan. Listen, don't give into your flesh. Don't give into your body. I've been fasting for two days. Don't give into your body. I said, get thee behind me, Satan. Now, foul spirit, get thee behind me. You know how I am with that. I put down my phone. I said, Jesus, for the youth for campus rush, for my destiny, for my life, I'm going to sleep in my bed right here. Oh, y'all ain't with me tonight. Y'all, I, I can't get no help tonight. Y'all ain't with me 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 tonight. Listen, you got to say no to the devil. Say no to how you feel like. You got to body yourself and say, listen, I cannot do that because there's something on my destiny that the enemy wants to cut short because of certain weaknesses that I'm trying to overcome. You got to say, I'm not there where I want to be, but I understand that I need to be self-conscious and disciplined to stay home when you need to stay home. Some of you like being in Rito too much. Some of you like being in Bayshore too much. Some of you like being out too much. Listen, God has not ordained you to stay in Rito or to stay in Bayshore or to stay in malls or to stay outside. Stay home! Get to know who God is. Get to know who this God is, the God that you serve. Get to know who he is. In his word, you'll find that he approves you, that he loves you, that you don't need any validation from nobody, that you don't need no streaks on snap, that you don't need nothing. You just need the glory of God because when you get the glory of God, that's when God falls upon your life and that's when people understand and know that God is working on your life and so they're attracted to you. They're attracted to your destiny. They're attracted to your life. That means that there's an aroma that has been spread around. There's an aroma that's all around and they're trying to smell. They're trying to sniff it out. They're trying to come 
come to you when the glory comes upon you the grace comes upon you when the grace comes upon you the fame comes upon you when the fame comes upon you the money comes for you I came to prophesy to somebody that the grace to overcome sexual sin is coming upon you right now I prophesy over your destiny that the grace to overcome pornography is coming upon your life I don't know who I'm preaching to touch two three people say listen God has given you divine grace God has given you divine grace God has given you divine grace the grace to overcome how you feel is coming upon your life if you believe it shall yes shall yes shall yes God says to run run he didn't say to walk he didn't say to crawl. He didn't say to entertain. He didn't say to text back. He didn't say to snap back. He didn't say to DM back. He didn't say to meet up with them. He didn't say to go to them. He didn't say to lose your virginity before it's time. He said to run. Run from sexual sin. I want you to understand this. That you can't crawl. You can't entertain you got to do a cold cut cut off. And I'm preaching to myself right now. you got to do a cold cut cut off. And say, God, for your glory, for your people, for my destiny, I will put away my youthful lusts and my youthful desires. The word of God says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 22 in the NLT version, it says, once again, it says to run from anything that stimulates youthful lusts. Youthful lust, what does that even mean, youthful lust? Youthful lust is something that you have that comes for you. That, that, that's why your mind works over time. When you're a youth, you begin to picture certain things because you've seen certain things before it's time. You begin to lust after, after fame. You begin to lust after money. You begin to lust after females, after males. You begin to lust after certain things. And God says, listen, run from anything that stimulates youthful lusts. Run from any person. Some of y'all need to cut off some people. Some people are actually bringing you closer to, to youthful lust. Listen, you got to run from youthful lust. Run from any person that is stimulating you, that is trying to bring you closer to those youthful lusts. That, that, that's what you're trying to run away from. It says that instead, pursue righteous living. It says faithfulness, pursue love, pursue peace, and enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. With pure hearts, with pure hearts, it says to enjoy the companionship. It says to enjoy being around people who have pure hearts, who have pure destinies, who are on fire like you. He says to enjoy their company. He says to run from anything that stimulates youthful lusts, but pursue righteous living. Righteous living is something that's not talked about anymore. The ability to live right, the ability to live holy, the ability to be pure before God. Keep me in church, keep me in church. The ability, the ability, the ability to be righteous. Matthew 5 verses 8 and I'm concluding. It says, blessed are the pure in heart. God blesses those, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Listen, I don't know about you, but I want to see God. 
I want to experience God. I want to know who he is. I want to be like Moses where God will turn his back to me and I will see who he is and I will experience. I, I want to get that close to him. I want to be able to get to a point where God begins to speak to me per second, per second. He says that blessed are the pure in heart. You can't have a pure heart if there's sexual immorality, if there's spirits of deception spirit of lust all over you he says blessed are the pure in heart point number two purity is your freedom purity is your freedom purity is your freedom how can i be free from my feelings listen be pure be pure be holy live right stand up on your feet tonight be pure be pure purity is your freedom Purity, the ability to abstain, the ability to say no, the ability to be content with the fact that not everybody likes you, to be content with the fact that I'm feeling a certain way, but I can't do what I want to do because of my destiny, because God wants to use me, because God is about to anoint me with fresh grace, with fresh power, with fresh fire to go and minister to those people who are around me. God says that purity is your freedom. Your freedom is in the purity of your heart. Your freedom is in the purity of your spirit, the purity of your life. Purity. We're going back to the place of righteous living. We're going back to the place of purity. We're going back to the place of holy living. We're going back to the place that God has ordained for us. We're going back to that place where we can begin to experience God's presence, God's love face to face. We're getting back to that place. We're getting back to that place. We're getting back to that place. We're getting back to that place where the glory will come and we will feel it. Where the glory, where the anointing will enter into a room where we will feel it. We're getting away from that place of being numb to the voice of God. We're getting away from that place from being numb to the voice of God. From being numb to the Spirit of God. From being numb to the warnings of the Holy Spirit. But we're getting back to the place of being before God on our face and saying, God, I want you to anoint me once more. I want you to touch me once more. I want you to use me once more I want your glory once more I want your power once more I want your grace once more I need you God I need you God I need you God we're getting back to that place where we're saying God I'm broken without your presence I'm broken without your spirit I need you God I need you God I need you 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 in my life I need you in my destiny I need you God to keep me God I need your grace all around me we're getting back to that place uh, where God is infiltrating your life come on shout hallelujah say shout hallelujah one more time shout hallelujah God is about to do something in this place and I believe that God has had his eye on this service for a while God has had his eye on your life for a long time and I want you to understand this, that if you're going through this, what I've preached about, you're struggling in areas of weaknesses, in areas of, of sexual morality, you're struggling in that area. If you're struggling in that area, I want you to write this down. This is point number three as we close. Point number three, write this down. Deliverance 
is your birthright. Deliverance is your birthright. Deliverance is your birthright. Everything that you've gone through that you don't like, God has the ability to deliver you from it. God has the ability to bring you up from it. In Psalms, can you put up that scripture? In Psalms, God says, or rather David says, that you are my deliverer. He says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress. The Lord is my rock and my fortress. And the Lord is my deliverer. Come on, shout, say, the Lord is my deliverer. Shout, say, the Lord is my deliverer. Turn to your neighbor and say, the Lord is your deliverer. Turn to your neighbor and say, the Lord is your deliverer. The Lord is your deliverer. There's deliverance in this room tonight. There's deliverance in this room tonight. There's freedom in this room tonight. Any chain of the enemy, any chain of the enemy, any bondage of the enemy, any bondage of lust, any bondage of pornography, any bondage of sexual immorality, God says today that there is deliverance in the room tonight. Come in, say that there's, there's, there's deliverance in the room tonight. There's deliverance in the room tonight. Come in, come in, come in. There's deliverance in the room tonight. There's deliverance, there's freedom. There's breakthrough in the room tonight. There's breakthrough. There's breakthrough. There's breakthrough. I want you right now just close your eyes. Begin to pray to God and say, God, I need your help. I need your touch. I need you to do something. Just close your eyes and say, God, I need your deliverance. I need your help. I need somebody to pray. I need somebody to open up and say, God, I need your deliverance. I need your touch. I don't like these chains. I don't like these bondages. I want there to be a transformation in my life. I want there to be a transformation in my mind. I want there to be a transformation in my destiny. I need there to be change right now. Stand up on your feet and begin to pray to God right now and say God I need a change 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 Shut your hands towards me and say after me, say God, say it like you have a voice, say God. I want you to touch me. I want you to speak to me. I want you to transform me. I need your grace. I need your help. I want your deliverance. Come on, shout. I say, I want your deliverance. I want your deliverance. I want to be free. Listen, we got to be desperate. I told you, when we started this series, I said we're getting into a series where we got to be honest with ourselves. Be honest with what we do. Listen, tonight is a night where God says, your deliverance is here. Your breakthrough is here. But if you like where you are, if you like that addiction that you have, you can stay right there. But I'm here with the angels. I'm here with God. And he said that your deliverance is in the room right now. There's deliverance for you. Come on. There's deliverance in the room right now. Yes.
raise your right hand and say, God, touch me. Say, God, touch me. Say, God, touch me. God, touch me right now. God, touch me right now. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, right now, Jesus. Holy Spirit, right now, Jesus. Holy Spirit, right now, Jesus. Holy Spirit, right now. Begin to touch your people. Angel of God, begin to touch your people. Begin to transform lives. Begin to transform destinies. Begin to work right now. Begin to break chains. Begin to break chains. Begin to break chains. Come in right now. Come in right now. Come in right now. Because there is no bondage, every chain is broken. Every chain is broken. Every chain is broken. There is no bondage. Jesus, our hearts are open. No guilt, no shame. you have to be very very careful 
because what I'm seeing is I'm seeing disappointment on the faces of your mother and on your father. And I'm seeing spiritually right now in the realms of the spirit, I'm seeing that there's somebody that is trying to distract you. And I'm seeing uh, you even spending times with her in the car. And God told me from that, God told me that from that, Robinson. there is going to be some disappointment that will come into your family. And I want to be very, very careful about that because what I'm hearing is I'm hearing the sound of a baby. And so I want to be very, very careful. The last time I heard the sound of a baby, it was accurate. Prophesy. I want to be very, very careful. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm praying for you that the fleshly youthful desires that won't stop tormenting your mind, I'm praying for you that it will go away. Because what I'm seeing God doing for you is mind-blowing anointing that's upon your life. See, see, the thing is, is that when somebody is called of God, the enemy will always try to fight the destiny. I'm telling you. Always try to fight the destiny. I want you to be very, very mindful about that. I don't want your parents crying, because right now what I'm seeing in the future is I'm seeing your parents, your mom is crying because there's been shame that's been brought to the household. And so I want you to be very, very careful about that. Find yourself plugged into this ministry. What I'm seeing is that God wants to use you, but don't run away from the call because what I'm seeing is I'm seeing a lot of crying and a lot of disappointment from your mother and from your father. A word to the wise is enough. Be very, very mindful. Do you understand what I'm saying? Did you understand the message? You understood? Good. Kneel down. Let me pray for you. Trust your hands towards me. I want you to pray right now. Right now, begin to pray for our brother. We're praying. We're stopping every plan of the enemy right now. Father, I anchor him in your anointing. I anchor him in your house. I anchor him in your spirit. I anchor him in your grace. I anchor him
God is hearing. I'm, I'm seeing right now. I'm seeing. I'm seeing joy entering back into our side. Joy. There will not be any fighting. There will not be any type of fighting. But there will be joy that will enter into our right now. In the name of Jesus. 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 Hey, thanks so much for listening to our podcast. We hope this message blessed you. For more information on The Bridge, follow us on all our social medias at HopeCLTR. God bless.